audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our inaugural first ever. That's what inaugural means. Uh, review. Well, at least you didn't say of, first annual. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanna, but that, I want to really, punch everybody that says that. That really would have bugged you. It, I oh, should have. Well, you know, I got it dinged in, in college because <laughs> I didn't catch it in an edit, editing thing in journalism school. So. Well, we've done 123 podcasts now, and it's probably time that we actually it doesn't seem like near enough. Give our opinion on the stuff we've been drinking. Although we've always set this up to be, uh, if you like it, you drink it. Plain and simple. We never wanted to get too uh, pretentious with it. And then we met guys like Mark. <laughs> so we had to bring in somebody pretentious. So to... we brought in some, no. <laughs> He's not going to come back. <laughs> and Glad to be here. Mark is the, the least pretentious, pretentious person I know. But Mark Tucker from the Windsor Black Bar is ridiculously knowledgeable about this stuff. And that's why we wanted to bring you in to do some reviews of some of the whiskeys that we've drank and, and to see if. Whether or not Rob and I are right. <laughs> Whether or not we like it. <laughs> depends Glad to on decipher what, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> depends on what time of night it is. Uh, so how thanks many, for coming in. you had to begin with? And, and doing this, Mark. I appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Absolutely. So we want to, uh, the first one we want to do is uh, a product from California that's called Burning Chair. And I was first introduced to it at our whiskey festival. But from what I understand... These are also the people that make a wine that you kind of like, Rob. Yeah, he, uh, Orrin Swift makes, I, I'm not sure if they're still making it. Oh, yeah. Was there a divorce? I don't know. Uh, they're still, they're still yeah, pumping it out. Yeah, the, oh, the, the wine's still being made, but yes. I thought I thought it, he and his wife ended up in a nasty divorce, and she I, took the wine, and he started making I booze. keep out of the I drama. I just like the juice. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Orrin Swift, the, com- the whiskey company is Savage and Cook. It is sourced. Um, but the wine was called the prisoner and and he he has several of them that are okay. that are cool and the bottle and the labels are funky weird just they like are. you'll see on this one if you really need bottle it. really yeah. neat label what's on the inside for you mark now you've you've been sipping on it a little bit here yep so kind of warming up my palate again okay getting it tuned up today what um <laughs> it you, is you even said, earlier than normal for <laughs> you him. said you've had this before though correct i have um right when we opened windsor block um i did sample it when it came in because it was new to me um, oh, so okay. i'm not super familiar with it um you know i sampled it and then got busy and then you know we've got 850 not, maybe 900 bottles now um it's so yeah cool. it's just growing every day this so. isn't a commercial for the windsor block <laughs> <laughs> well it's his time so it kind of is. Um, so what are you what are you we'll kind of get this out of the way first what do you prefer in your bourbon what are you looking for when you're drinking it i want to taste kentucky Really? If that, okay. If that makes any sense. Sure. You know, I want to taste humid. I, when I taste it, I want to think of hot, humid summers. I want to think of lightning bugs flying around in the afternoons. Uh, you're just sweating. You're outside barbecue, and you got the tiki torches burning. You know, that's what I want to taste in bourbon. That is super specific, yeah. and a, but a great definition, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I understand that. When I, I think of bourbon, I think of Kentucky. Not just because it's originally sourced from Kentucky, um, but that's just, you know, bourbon okay. country. You know. All right. Do you have a tendency to stay away from source product then, or I do. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, Ross and Squibbs, MGP. I mean, they are just absolutely killing it. You know, they have started so many brands that we are familiar with today, um, and still sourcing a bunch of those. Um, you know, David from Old Elk that started um, distilling there at uh, 
Ross and Squibbs. Um, he's been doing it for you know twenty five years, and uh, you know he's a very trusted distiller in the game. All right. So, so having tasted this one, then and kind of getting yourself ready to go, uh, what do you think? I get it. I get a sweet notes on the front, um, on that nose. It's sweet, a little musty. Um, so that's telling me it might be a little on the high rye of Mashville. Um, not, you know, I don't know anything about this product. This I'm just going in blind. Excellent, I don't, perfect. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about this. So, I mean, just smelling it off the top there. I remember getting that sweetness right away. On it's, this there's too. a lot of sweet to it. So, which is uh, comes from the corn. Sure. So, palate wise, very soft, uh, very smooth. Um, it does have kind of like a caramely, buttery characteristic that I get out of it. A little tannic. Um, I get a little little heavy oak on it. Pulling right there kind of in that mid-palate. I don't know. It's kind of weird to do it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, I think... Two I other think, guys staring at you. I think you're hitting... I mean, you're hitting all the right notes on it, so to speak. Um, so after... I mean, once you swallow it, what are you, what are you getting then? Is Man, it- there's, there's not a lot of burn. Um, it finishes very smooth. Um, kind of a lingering finish, and that's where I, I'm picking up those oak tannins. Yeah. I'm a little bit on the backside of your tongue there. Um, it kind of has a little dryness to it, kind of like you get in wine. Well, that, that has to influence it a little. You would think winemakers might. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm sure that he's aging this stuff out there in California, and, just, and it's not going directly from barrel to bottle in, I wouldn't in think Indiana. So. So. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Because um, I believe he bottles it in California. So he's just uh, shipping the juice out there. So after sitting with it a minute... I, we got to come up with a rating system here. We didn't. We didn't decide what that's going to be. But I just, I like. For me, I don't. I don't like. You know, that's a three out of five. That's a seven out of ten. Well, it's so vague. That doesn't tell me anything. I want to know that if somebody came into the bar right now and was looking for something that you're you've just tasted. Yeah. Would you say, hey, you should try this? Is this? Would you recommend uh, Burning Chair? Especially now that I've revisited it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what that tells me, tasting that, how smooth and light it is with that nice caramely butter flavor, there's not a lot of burn on that back end. Great for a beginner bourbon drinker. That was going to be my next question. Somebody that's coming there goes, I don't know a lot about bourbon. It scares me. I don't like that burn. That's a great one. Perfect. That is a perfect one for a new beginner. That, that's how I might want to. That's how I might want to rate these moving well, yeah. forward: is beginning, middle. High end, right? <laughs> yeah. Just to just to kind of put you, you know, so depending on what kind of bourbon drinker you are, somebody like you would recommend. Yeah, the first time I had it, uh, I walked into the Vertex um, years and years ago and saw it sitting on the shelf, got intrigued by the black bottle. You can't see through it. Mm-hmm. The label was yeah. super weird. And I basically said, you know, pour me something new, and that's what they poured. And I fell in love with it. I, I mean, I think I bought two or three bottles after that. But again, that was probably before we started doing right. this. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I call a patio patio crusher. I mean, you could just sit out there on the porch and you know sip on it all night long. Yeah, I well, I agree with Rob. I I I really enjoyed it. It's a bottle I would definitely buy if I saw it on a yeah. shelf somewhere. Well, you wouldn't buy well, it. I would buy it. And Rob bought it, it and then found it at half price and bought it, which was great of you. I'm glad you, I'm, you, I'm, you, you got out I'm there and did the, did the legwork. <laughs> you know, I'm always doing the legwork. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mark, thank you for coming in. I appreciate it, man. Uh, we do recommend Burning Chair. If you see it, drink yep. it. If you're at Windsor Block, have Mark pour you a double. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Network.